Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Last week we talked about how we were down to only one Marvel show per week, and that's still true this week, but we're going to get you ready because this week ahead is the premiere of Cloak and Dagger. So find out a lot more about Cloak and Dagger. We're going to talk about Legion, Silver Sable and the Black Cat, and so much more. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, we are here to kick out the jams on Marvel TV Weekly. Uh, song that was featured on this week's Legion. And when I was watching the episode, I'm like, great, I have a song for this week. And then Anthony in the booth asked me, what's the song? And I'm like, you know, I can't remember. So I had to look it up, and then I remember, like, I'm just stupid. But anyway, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt, joined, as always, by Amy Cassandra Martinez. That is me. I am she. I'm here. <laughs> and Carrie Lane. Hey, how's it going? She is also here. And, as I mentioned, in the booth, the one, the only, Tony B. Tony, Anthony, thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, uh, preemptively, for all of your help. And uh, there, uh, we're going to review the one show that we have, which is Season 2, Episode 9 of Legion. We're going to spend a lot of time previewing Cloak and Dagger, which someone on this panel has already seen the first four episodes. So, you can just go ahead and ruin them for all of us, or would be more respectful if (laughs) we got some spoiler-free information. But I'll also touch a little bit on the history of the characters uh, from the comic books, who first premiered in 1982... And Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number 64. So, it's been a while they have been around. But uh, first and foremost, speaking of Spider-Man, let's talk about a little bit of news. The Silver and Black movie that some people are excited about, um, our recently departed, still alive but moved. Michael Shirley and I were both excited because we like these characters. Uh, The Silver and Black movie, which is part of the Mm. Spider-Man universe, a property owned by Sony, so this would not be an MCU film, but it would have the Black Cat and the Silver Sable in there. And this seems to be what they're doing with that universe, the Sony properties, is the Spider-Man movies Marvel's involved with, and then they're going to do the spin-offs like Venom and really not have Spider-Man in them. And I I guess that's a recipe for something, but it doesn't seem like a recipe for success. But... What's encouraging is they've decided to take this movie off the release schedule for next year and spend a little bit more time developing it. Uh, These are a couple of uh, fun characters. The Black Cat was actually a love interest for Spider-Man right before he finally got back together with Mary Jane and asked her to marry him. Uh, So they... They were out on the town a lot together. They uh, were a fun couple in the animated series yeah. as well. Like I, I didn't read as detailed into the comics when I was younger, but I remember them on the cartoon, and they were so fun together. Like she was super flirty, and he didn't even know how to handle that because yeah. he's like, "Whoa, this who is this beautiful lady?" My, and it's so into my me. favorite thing about Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, is that she loved Spider Man, 
but couldn't stand Peter Parker. Right. Like, she didn't want him to take the mask off, you know, which is, you know, hey, look, people are into all sorts of things. They got their own things, yes. Yeah, it's just like, no, 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 leave the mask on. But uh, legitimately, she's just like, no, I don't want to see that, you know. But at least with Spider-Man, it kind of makes sense. Like, her, you still see her whole face. Like, that's the kind of mask of, like... You don't recognize me? How yeah. do you not oh know it's God. me? It's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, the the you know the, the woman in her 20s uh, with white hair. Who could right, that yeah, possibly so be? Uh, but it's, uh, anyway, she's a fun character. Uh, Spider-Man and uh, Black Cat were dating right when I first started reading comics. Mm. So this was like, this was in my Aww. wheelhouse. And uh, I love them together. This is a great cover they for those fun. watching on YouTube. This is exactly what I was talking about. I think it's uh, Spectacular Spider-Man 87. And you'll see her reacting to Peter taking the mask nah. off. And it's not because she's surprised as to who he is. She doesn't care who he is. She's just not repulsed. Not by what Peter looks like. She's just like, no, no, no. I don't I don't want to know that there's a guy a under that suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one asks. No one's interested. But this is Spectacular Spider-Man 87. The f- one of the f- the Actually, the first Spider-Man comic I ever bought. Peter Parker's Protective Spider-Man number 89. So just two months later, I was right in here. But uh, I later went back and got this one. Also, well, uh, how is it in the comics? I remember a problem on the cartoon show was she's a little more chaotic good in terms of like she wasn't evil but she just did things like she was did some thieving and stuff. Yeah. And he just was not okay with that. He was too good. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like you know, to borrow an example from another universe, like Batman and Catwoman. You yeah. know, there, there's definitely a thing there, but it's like, hey, you know... she's I, a cat, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, I really would like you to, to not be doing these things, mm. you know? Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, they, it was never really going to work out. What, what was the age difference? I feel like the, she's older. Um, no, I thought, she, well... The, it's about the same. I mean, he's... By the time they're dating, Peter's actually in grad school, and no. yeah, they let him get older at one point before they kind of reined that back in, and they let him get married before they had Mephisto undo that. And there's a lot of terrible uh, storytelling uh, in the 21st century for <laughs> Spider-Man. But uh, fortunately, I, I I haven't really read Spider-Man since the 90s regularly, so in my mind, there's still some great stories. Well, that was the weird thing with the cartoon is they look like they're in college, but they're in high school. Like watching yeah. it, I kept thinking, oh yeah, they're in college because they just look like adults. Like they don't look like children whatsoever. So then, yeah, like she wasn't exactly in his classes, but was in his periphery. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like older woman or anything like that. And the uh, the Silver Sable is a sort of more of like a vigilante for hire kind of character, and um, she's yeah. fun. Well, is there something uh, something in the chat? Zias Bilu in the chat. I says, love that Zias um, is always there. Yes, we have a live chat going. If you're watching this live, welcome. And then uh, later on, please comment down below if you're watching this later. Zias Bilu says, "I remember. Uh, d- you know, didn't she have a relationship on the show with Craven eventually? I Ooh. don't recall, Craven but like the that's." Hunter. Seems if, like maybe something more, but then that's weird if they were in high school. If you want to read a great story, a great collection, uh, one of the best Spider-Man stories I ever read, it's a six-part story called Craven's Last Hunt. And you might get a sense from the title as to something that might happen in that story. Mm. It uh, ran over the course of two months. There were three Spider-Man books at that time. So it just ran through each of them and had the same creative team. And uh, that is uh, – I know Craven was always sort of like – is not a character that you took really seriously. But it's such a, it's such great storytelling there. I uh, can't recommend that enough. Uh, the – yep, Craven's Last Hunt and uh, easily found, you know, digitally – 
Or if you like the old-fashioned, you know, print books. Oh, well, Zaya says, it might have been Craven or Morbius. Not sure who it was. Morbius, well, Morbius was a the, fun... Morbius the vampire, yeah. That was a fun storyline in the uh, cartoon, for sure. So, the... The reason we're talking about all this is mm-hmm. I love to go down memory lane, but also because they're redeveloping the movie. And Amy, when you hear that, do you, are you encouraged that, oh, they're going to take the time and maybe try to get it right? Yes. Yeah. I I know people have issues with a movie taking longer yeah. to be released and to actually just be made, but I'm fine with it. Especially, I mean, Captain Marvel was actually supposed to come out like this year, right? Like this summer. And right, uh, yes. maybe in the yes. I forget exactly what the original plan was, but yeah, they in they July, took some more time, yeah, instead of Ant Man right. and the Wasp. But I'm like, no, that's fine. Take your time with it. You need to make it good. You know, it's fine. yeah. And people often talk about when there's reshoots on movies. They're like, oh, it's in trouble. And look, sometimes yes, the movie's definitely yeah. in trouble. Uh, but most movies have reshoots. It just depends on how much of yes. the reshoots you have. Deadpool had some of that. And yeah. then um, New Mutants is having a lot of New that. New Mutants mm-hmm. is being like pretty much completely redone. It's going to come yeah. out a year and a half after it was supposed to. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The trailer that I saw for New Mutants made it look really cool. Like it was going to be The original a, trailer looked awesome. It was going to be a mutant like horror X-Men movie. universe but a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And cool. you know maybe that's something that uh, Tony B. Tony would have liked. It would have been uh, an X-Men movie, but it would have been a horror movie. Uh, yeah, so, I was eating that up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was so excited, and then it was just like, oh yeah, it's way down the line, because they want uh, Dark Phoenix to come out before it. Yeah, apparently. I believe it's like set for August of next year. Yep, and it was going to come out in February of this year at one point. Right. So, that's a long wait. But anyway, uh, so we'll have a long wait for uh, Silver and Black as well. We'll see how Venom does, too, because uh, if... Say it doesn't uh, doesn't light the world on fire, then maybe they'll take even more time uh, with with that one. Uh, so anyway, that that's sort of like the big news news. I saw a fun story. If Anthony will click on the link to it, we can kind of look at some images, and we'll have a very brief conversation that'll stem from this. But a uh, Marvel fan set the Guinness record for the most Marvel tattoos, and <gasps> yeah. I think we need to see just how many he has when uh, Anthony's able to bring it up. And it's interesting because he only started in 2011. And here it is seven years later, and he's set the record. And, uh, I mean... He's running out of canvas if he wanted to add any more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For some reason... uh, Zoom in. Yeah, yeah, we're zooming in on the legs, and we really see... Oh, there's some space on those toes. Yeah, Yeah, there's some space on those toes, and... Oh my gosh. I see Venom there on the left knee. Yeah. Spider Man above him. I mean, look, this guy has something that he likes. Some speech on that. He's got he's got (laughs) you know, the images that I see, he's got Thanos, he's got the Green Goblin, he's got Galactus, he's got great characters. And it it begged the question, if you were going to get a Marvel tattoo, (laughs) who would you get? Now I don't have any tattoos. And at 42, I'm not about to start. And I was trying to think of, like, who I would really want to get. And I'm like, do I want Spidey because I've, you know, been a fan for so long? And then I'm like, or do you want something a little bit more subtle? Like like Lockheed from the X-Men is Kitty Pride's pet dragon. About to and he's, he's, like, little. And then it's like, oh, it's a dragon. You know, it doesn't scream like... 
oh yeah, no, I'm absolutely a hundred percent totally a nerd. Look, I got Spider Man on me. Uh, but you want uh, the deep cut image? Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah? I know. So you, would, I would want to go somebody like that, or maybe like a you know a little bit more of an obscure uh, obscure villain. Or if I'm going to get a character, maybe I get like a costume that people mm. don't think of. You know, like. Cyclops, where he looks a little different or something, although I definitely don't want Cyclops. So I will open it up to everybody in the chat. If you were going to get a Marvel tattoo, let us know. If you're chatting live, let us know. If you're watching the archive, we can share this in a future week. But uh, I will open up to the ladies here on the panel. Uh, Carrie, if you were going to get a Marvel tattoo. I was going to say real quick before that, though, apparently the chat's a bit like, whoa, uh, for that gentleman with the tattoos. Uh, Zayas Bilou says, I'm okay with tattoos, but come on, man. Uh, Then Star Drew says, I'm not cool to uh, essentially ink my, get ink. Uh, I'm having trouble reading. Is he not cool enough to? Uh, Yeah, apparently. Um, Silver Watcher, though, is like, that could kill you, though. Uh, Depends how you get your tattoos and all that. It's true. Um, Silver Watcher says, I get Luke Cage tattoo. That'd be a good Um, one. I'd I'd, I'd want him in the costume, though, from the 70s, mm, like with the headband and the flowing yellow shirt. Well, that's your more deep cut. Yeah, well, that's what you need. Exactly. Uh, Someone was saying I have one. No, I do not have a Marvel tattoo as of yet, but uh, I'd probably, I was thinking about that, too, of like what specifically. I like the idea of Spider-Man, but then, because like. That was a comic I was reading as a kid, so that's more like a special yeah. like spot. But then actually the more specific one, I was really into Spider-Man 2099, so I'm like, oh, that might be a more that's fun a cool like, look, yeah. And it looks cool, too. I even have like a figure Barbie doll size of uh. of him, so I'm like, yeah, maybe that might be the one I would go for. But um, Or I've seen it where some people have like, you could just get the spider drawing or like the red, but... Um, Ooh, Xavier Clark says the Black Panther necklace. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. That's a good one. You know, it just gave me a thought. Another one you can do, get the Iron Fist. I don't mean a picture of Danny, the actual Iron Fist, like, tattoo that he has on his chest. You could really go in on that. Maybe I get a little Danny Rand on my shoulder just to be like, you know what? He needs people to like mm. him too. Uh, Amy, if you did get one, hypothetically, yeah. who do you think would be would be your guy or gal? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because you already said exactly what I would get. I'd get a tiny little spider. That'd be cute. Right here. You know, Spidey has, uh, I don't know that he uses them anymore, but he had these little spider tracers that he would use. He'd like throw yeah, them on a car go. so like, he could that find would it. Be cool so if you got the spider tracer yeah. right yeah. here, you'd be like, anytime you need to find me, Spidey, I'm right here. <laughs> But then also, like, the little the uh, webs. Oh, like, the web shooters? Web yeah. Man, the oh. web shooters would be a pretty, I mean. That'd be a specific one, yeah, too. Yeah, you definitely need to, like, wear sleeves a lot to cover them up. But when uh, you wanted to show up. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, Zias Pilu says, if I get one, I don't plan on doing so. But probably uh, a blue Marvel, Power Man, and Black Panther tattoo is what I'd get. Those, Those are, are great. Yeah, Incan well. TV says Power Man and Iron Fist. I love the combination. I, I love Luke and Danny together, and uh, yeah. I, I am all in on that. What would you get? Well, that's why I kind of said I, it. But... I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I think because I, I'm having trouble committing to the tattoo, mm-hmm. and no problem committing to my wife, but committing <laughs> to a tattoo, it, that's why I feel like a, a, a small, modest Lockheed the Dragon. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's a part of me that would like, yeah, but what if I have like Wolverine with his claws out? Like there's a Anthony, if you can indulge me and find the image for Uncanny X-Men 207, where it's a fairly well-known cover. It's been turned into T-shirts and posters and things. And uh, Wolverine is ripping through the cover of the book. Oh, do that like like, He's like ripped through, just ripped through my flesh, you know, and. You know, if you're going to do it, you yeah. probably do it as like a back tat where it's like huge. You and, could. Uh, Ooh, I, back of your arm or leg. That's, yeah, that sounds but like But if it's in your back, you'd be like a comic book. How that's, cool. That's true. I mean, because look at that. Like, how that's cool would that be? Cool. And of course, I would get the brown and gold of costume because everyone yeah. knows who watches this show how I feel about the, the yellow stripey. Uh, Thank we you have, for finding that so quickly, Anthony. We have Yale in the chat. Yay! Yay! Uh, she's gonna see. Uh, she's gonna see herself in a little bit when we talk about Cloak and Dagger. She well, filmed a nice piece for us. She has a great point. I get the Xavier School logo. X. Oh, that's, that's good. a good one. That's what I was just thinking of too. So yes. that's true. There's something to be said for getting that, or just the four for the Fantastic Four, or the A for the Avengers. You know, you could do uh, any one of those things. You know, I was actually thinking, yeah. I was actually thinking some 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 sort. A variation of this. Oh, I like this. Oh, this is great. Cool. What uh, for anybody that's uh, not watching us visually? Uh, Anthony has a great image that it's the uh, Peter Parker where we have half of the Spider-Man mask on his face, which is an effect that they would use a lot in the comics when his spider sense would go off. It was now, just sort of to like let you know, like, uh oh, yeah. something's going on. But he's also not in uniform or costume yet. Tony, would you get the classic image like this, like the old school face? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's pretty tasteful. Yeah. Um, and, That'd uh, be an and, easy one to do. Yeah, and contain it. And it can be contained really yeah. small in a small area. So I'd get it, like, I don't know, around my chest area or something. There you go. Well, look at all this ink that we're not <gasps> oh, getting. Oh, great, guys. Well, more for a, d- a girl could get it, too. But, like, imagine a dude getting the X-Men logo where they kind of had, like, on their badges, on their uh, suits, oh, like, oh, on yeah. your chest. I mean, That'd a lady could, cool. too, but it depends on how low you go of what you would see. Like, right here, like uh, the calm link kind of a thing. Yeah, the, the yeah, uh, yeah. That's, look for uh, Jim Lee X-Men number one. You'll see uh, Cyclops has it on in that image, yeah. I think. I mean, I, I don't I think exactly. all of them were, but. No, but Cyclops is the one, uh, sorry, there's five covers. So that <laughs> that's my bad. Uh, but yeah, right there, that image of Cyclops, uh, you'll see it, that he's got mm. the, the red badge on there. Not the belt, Ooh. but uh, the. Yeah, yeah, right up there with the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Incan TV says the Eye of Agmodo from Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, wow, yes. that'd be great. That's a good one. What about, this just gave me the idea, what about an Infinity Gauntlet with yeah. all the stones on your hand? And you can't hide yes. it. So you got to really be into it. you <laughs> yes. got to just want everybody to know that, that you uh, are ready to get rid of half of the population of the universe. Well, I don't have hand tattoos, but I went in and was getting close to that. Just so you know, anything on your hands or fingers fades a lot faster because you don't realize how often you wash your hands and do stuff with your hands. So, Look, uh, suggestion. I, of I, thinking hand tattoos. I would only need the Infinity Gauntlet for a few minutes for me yeah. to get everything done, so it's fine. You know, I, uh, could, I could get rid of uh, all my enemies. Here of we which go. There are many. <laughs> uh, Chris Robinson says, "What about the arc reactor on your chest?" <sighs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I love all these ideas. Who knew you guys that have this great was? Ideas. Yeah, no, who awesome. knew that this was going to be the best topic we've ever had on the show? <laughs> Everyone's so excited. They're like, "Oh wait, if you do have a X Men, oh and yeah. Marvel, anything tattoo, leave a description what you have oh. and tell us what you have. That's I'd awesome. And pictures. tweet at us later. We yeah. want to know. That's so cool. I just thought of another one. It'd be the same variation of like that Spider Man one, mm-hmm. but instead of a, it'd be Spider Man's mask, and then the other half would be Deadpool's mask. 
because I like uh, both of them. Oh. Yeah, there you go. I like yeah. that. That's fun. Um, apparently, some people are saying Scream Queen. Silver Watch 30 says Carnage would be a creepy tattoo, but cool. And then uh, Scream Queen back. Um, not exactly. I'm not quite sure I know yeah, what I'm that like, one means. Uh, yeah. I, I, I could have pretended. Sorry, could've I'm pretended. like, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm like, there was the show Scream Queens, yeah. but... Well, anyway, this, this is fun. We can uh, definitely revisit this. And if you yeah. have, you know, look, if you want to send us, you can. Uh, yes. tw- I know, I know, we're supposed to save our twitters and things for the end, but mm. you can tweet. Just tweet at me. I guess is these ways at Christian DMZ. There are a number of ways that you can send it to at AfterBuzz TV. All that, but you, if you want to make sure that I see it and I want to include it on the show, and you know, no weird tattoos, all right? Keep just it, just have it be a marble tattoo. Please. Yeah, exactly. At least that guy had his underoos on in that picture. Yes, underoos. Yeah. <laughs> you would show your mother. Right, exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, something you'd show your own mother, all right? Okay. I like the way that I like That's those smart. rules there. I don't know, there could be some very forward-thinking people. Let's so. not go there. Yeah, we could get we could get some tattoos <laughs> yeah. from Norman Bates. But anyway, uh, so that'll be fun and uh, we can revisit that in the future. Yeah. And if any if anybody on the panel does get a Marvel tattoo, please let us know. Mm. Uh, henna, henna count. Sure, that'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, we'll be like we're then, gonna have to, That's it. the best way to test it out. Oh, I yeah, you're I'm like, like I'm already get it. I on cannot a, commit to something like that. Get a henna you. tattoo on a Sunday afternoon so that you can yeah, show it off Sunday night when we're here. Yeah. Uh, one other news story that I saw that jumped out at me. It's sort of a, a brief thing. Uh, IndieWire, the website says, not a single MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe film has female characters on screen for more than forty percent of the time. Oh. Now that doesn't sound great, uh, and we can talk about that in general. But I will say. Ten months from now, we can revisit this topic. Yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel are both... I mean, I guess I'm just assuming about Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's in the title. I have to feel like she's going to get at least 50% of the movie. Probably more. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, even if she's on screen with Paul Rudd. But then also Captain Marvel is the star of the movie. But mm-hmm. is it something, I'll ask you first, Amy, that you've noticed in these movies that there's these there's some great female characters, but at the end of a movie, are you ever like... Really could have used more of them, you yes. know. Uh, how, can you think of an example of? Yes. Domino. Please, please share Domino. Wow, that's a great oh, one. The, yes. yes, Domino. Domino Deadpool standalone too. movie should come soon. Oh but. yeah, totally yes. down. Origin story that'd be great. Also, Infinity War. Honestly, I think that was the first time where I really. Well, I don't know Black Panther. Black Panther had a lot of great women characters, and then also we saw some of those same mm-hmm. characters interacting with like Scarlet Witch yep. and Black Widow. That stuff was Could all be great. More. Th- yeah. That's what it is. But that I wanted more. That's the problem is when you get a little of it, you're like, "Hey, why wasn't there more of that?" Yeah, you know. And when there's none of it, you might think of it afterwards, but in the moment, you're like, "What well, ended Keep really it going. Qu- that ended yeah. really quickly." Exactly. Yeah. Well, and even uh, Scarlet um, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, but uh, no, Black Widow. Like right. She was barely in that movie. Yeah, at Infinity War, I'm like, uh, and can we have more? Anthony please? has found a great image of some of the best women of the <gasps> Marvel Universe. Because we've got the Ms. Marvel incarnation of Captain Marvel. We've got Jean Grey. We've got Sue Storm. We've got Medusa. What up, Inhumans? Wait, is that She-Hulk? Uh, that is yeah. She-Hulk. Hey. And uh, that uh, is Spider. Um, that's one of the it? one of the versions of Spider Woman, the yeah. uh, kind of the cool seventies red costume. There is the Wasp right yeah. there, but then we've got Storm. Black Cat, Looks like Black Kitty Cat Pride. is there. Kitty she Pride should... is there, sitting low. This, yeah, and then we see got the... Gwen. 
Gwen, Gwen and Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who's this like little girl? Yeah. I don't know which one you're pointing at. The oh. very bottom one. Sitting uh, down I can't tell. If you zoom in on it, maybe I'll have a better. Uh, she has a hat on. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. weird. The hat. I want to cosplay as that. That looks comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and she's like on a phone or something. She looks like a, it's like a mouse. Something. I don't know if that's. So, nice booty uh, zoom in. Colossus's sister Ileana has been a um, child and also been like aged up to like a I don't know, 16, 17 year old. So, magic. I think that, yeah, exactly. That's magic is Colossus's sister. And I think that might be uh, Ileana as a little girl again. I'm just guessing. Uh, you know, if somebody who's watching on YouTube sees that, please let us know. Uh, something good in the chat, Karen? Uh, Stardew says, uh, somebody says, Zaya says, I think it's the girl's one of the runaways. Oh. But Maybe. I'm like, mm. I don't. Rec- I mean, Molly. you know. Yeah, I mean, it could yeah. be Molly. But she has like the yeah magic. Um, there is it. Yeah, someone said that's Molly, isn't it? I didn't okay. think she had the mouse ears yeah, on that beam. Out, and and I, I did read some of the comics of uh, Runaways after the mm-hmm. the season. You know, just sort of reread like the first book, basically. And I don't remember that, but uh, I trust our people in the chat. If they feel like it's Molly, that's a great character. So, uh, but that's a great example. So, uh, yeah, Kara, you hear this. And has it, like I asked Amy, is it the sort of thing that in the moment you've seen these movies and you're just like, yeah, where, where are all the girls at? Where are the women at? You know, and it's like you have the characters and it, it's it, it's not worse to just show a little of them and, and then stop them as opposed to having none in there. But it, it makes you very conscious of or the fact. It was more that there were a lot of scenes where it's a whole bunch of guys and no ladies present. Yeah. That's where I'd be like, aren't there girl fighters? Like where'd they go? Right. Like when we like, aren't there more that we could incorporate? So maybe even not necessarily just more scenes with who we had, but other people. Like there's a scene, and I mean, and there was a lot going on, but still, like one of the scenes that uh, right now I'm just thinking of is when um, Doctor Strange and I think it's Iron Man, and they first are fighting like on the city streets after they met. I'm like, some other female could be present and join them for a little bit of the fight or something. You know, it's like. Yeah. Nobody but else they, around? They felt like it was important for it to be Spider-Man, yeah. and I guess they just went with uh, popular. But, yeah, I mean, if you think of when we first met Black Widow and Iron Man 2, like, that's such a yeah. great, like, mm-hmm. sequence. And then she doesn't get as often does she get, like, something that's that's cool like that. She always has a sequence, ex- except I think for whichever movie she was pregnant during, I think that it was a lot of, uh, it was, you know, a lot of, like, wide shots of, you know, her, like, kicking somebody from afar or something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, a, it's an interesting point, and it's uh, obviously something that they're aware of because they have these female-led movies coming out, and I don't think that makes up for the fact, but it's like, well, at least... They're gonna do something about it, you know, it's a and step I, in the right direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean to to have the Wasp, who is you know a, a character that's been around for almost sixty years, I think, longer in the comics. And I it's think, not like there isn't plenty of women to choose yeah, from too. To include. Yeah, it, it, it is always yeah. the example that you know the MCU is kind of overshadowed by the fact that the X Men movies usually have a lot of sequences because they are so many great female characters from mm-hmm. the X Men in those movies. Anyway, that was just a, a little uh, diversion. But let us know what you think and how excited you are for those two movies, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, which is well, it's like a month away. Yeah, that's look at that. Fast. That July is fast. 8th. Yeah, so it's not quite, it's a little bit more than a month, but almost a month. And uh, Captain Marvel will be in March. Anyway, I would say that now it's time (laughs) to transition 
to uh, a the review of season two, episode nine of Legion. And interesting that we transition from a conversation about the ladies when we really get to see what's been going on with Melanie this season. Finally. Which is Gene Smart's character. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... This is a very interesting episode. Uh, we get to see a little bit of what Lenny's up to and some, you know, very uh, tastefully done quick cuts. <laughs> but mm-hmm. still some crazy stuff happening there uh, for, you know, broadcast network, cable, whatever you call it. You know, it's uh, it's not premium cable. It's you know, essentially basic cable. Uh, but when we got the extra episode, I feel like this is the extra episode we got because yes. it's like, all right, let's ex- let's kind of take some time and explain how everybody ends up there instead of them just all showing up, which you could probably go from last week to next week. And also, there was no John Hamm. There was no John Hamm, mm-hmm. and David was barely in it. Yes. You know, which I think is interesting because, you know, and it's fine. You yeah. Know, give yeah. It, look, there was an episode where there were like 10 Davids. So, you yeah. know, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it'll it average out. Got and a bit more one, of the carries. And one singing mouse. Yeah. So. That's true. We, we had some some good carry stuff. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, let's start with you, Carrie. What did you think of this episode? Uh, I like that we got some more information answered, but uh, it definitely wasn't as exciting as the last one. Um, but it was nice to wrap up some information because, like, what has Melanie been up to? But I kind of think it gives you more questions because mm-hmm. you're like, wait, what is the weird Minotaur thing? What exactly is it they're all smoking with these vapes? And then also is um, Oliver... And Melanie working together, or is he using her, and yeah. is Fruk using her? Like, those are interesting questions that you're not quite sure on yet. Like, the hopeless romantic in me is like, no, Oliver and Melanie are working together, and they're totally going to, like, get uh, get away from Fruk's plan, and they'll be able to do something on their own. But it's hard to say. Well, I mean, Oliver's decisions and actions are not entirely his own at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very much a pawn of the Shadow King. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, if he has to sort of, it could definitely be sort of like a double agent kind of thing where he's like, I'm totally helping you. Don't worry. Look at this. But he did tell Farouk that he's going to kill him. So I'm still convinced that we're going to see that or at least an attempt of that. You know, we'll see if it works out. Uh, Amy, what did you think of uh, this week's episode of Legion? I liked it a little bit more than last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that. So you got because there. Did you like some of the background into how yeah. all of our characters ended up in this weird desert location? Yeah, but yeah, it. Lenny's eyes are still bothering me. Oh, those fake contacts drive me nuts. Ooh. But and I'm also binge watching. You like and those Rec. eyes? They're yeah. new. <laughs> Yeah. So right now, yeah, binge watching Parks and Rec and then seeing her here. It's kind of cool, though. I'm oh, like, that oh, is God. weird. <laughs> well, because Lenny, wait, how far into Parks and Rec are you? I'm on season four. Okay, so Lenny and Star-Lord are married at that point? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, yes. my God. So, it's fantastic. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm glad I'm glad that uh, Tony appreciated that. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting to get to see these things. A lot of times, unless it's like a great episode of Legion... The, you know, the middle of the road, like average episodes, you just feel like, oh, this will work so well when somebody's binging it after the fact, you know, because it's Uh, like, you know, if you're going to plow through four of them, the fact that you have this 
story it's that advances. It's almost a filler episode. Yeah, because like the yeah. story advances only like a couple seconds from last week, and this, yeah. that's not the first time this season where they've done that. Yeah. Because we have the episode with all the you know Sid's backstory and the episode with all the Davids. Each of those times, the story barely advanced from the week before. Mm-hmm. So it's great to be able to do this stuff. It's like to. Pretend that I'm smart and well read. Mm-hmm. If you ever were to actually read Moby Dick, the book, the, like every third chapter isn't telling the story. It's like if you were to be on a whaling ship and need to know how to do these things, you'd read those chapters because that's actually who the books oh, were written that's for. Important. Well, yeah, it's like so how to gut a whale, and it's really specific. Mm-hmm. I read it when I was in high school. I don't really remember it very well, but I remember that they have. So this that's is quick. basically like the off chapters. Of Moby Dick, so that yeah, I mean that's sure. So in a sense, they're like supplemental. Yeah, exactly. Overall Mm -hmm. story. Uh, Were there any uh, particular moments, any favorite moments that really stood out for you uh, in this episode, Carrie? Hmm, I was just trying to think of that. Um, It was really interesting to see young Melanie. I did think that was really interesting. Yeah, that was like, oh, okay, and like I don't want to say. Old Melanie is the other one, but present Melanie versus well, past Melanie. I don't know if you noticed, but in the credits, that actress was listed as younger Melanie. Younger. Which I think is, ah. a, is a nice touch. It didn't just say young Melanie. Yes. It said younger Melanie. And I was yes. like, well, there you go. Very nice. Yeah, it's I very respectful. It. Yeah. Because it's like, it just sounds rude to be yeah. like older I mean, um, she's she's obviously she a is, lot younger, but, but it's still yeah. nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mature. that's true. mature. But even yeah. that's like almost like borderline. Yeah. Um, I advantage. I think the getting the pieces of uh, David's plan into place was very exciting, especially. Oh, actually, no, that's what I love this episode. I loved his sister being sassy and not taking any shit from uh, Lenny. Yeah. That was so rewarding because before she's just kind of like, um, okay, and just a little more in herself. But now Lenny has control of her body, essentially. She's like, no, you need to do what David said to do and stop messing things up. I liked the dynamic between the two of them because Mm -hmm. Lenny's like, you know, look, if you're going to be along for the ride, you're going to see some crazy stuff. And then also Amy. God, I was just like, that's his sister's name, right? Yes. Yeah, it's your name. That's my name. I knew it was your name, but I, I like blanked for a so second. You yeah, so you forgot my name too, yeah. Amy. Well, maybe. I'm hurt. It's yeah. Fine. I'll so get Lenny away. over here. No, uh, Amy uh, was just like, no, oh, I'm not going anywhere. You know, it's like I'm, I'm here. You know, like you, I know you didn't do this yourself, but you're in my body, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave. So uh, I think that that's interesting, and I, I hope that we see a lot more of that dynamic yes. in the next couple episodes, and. I didn't mention this in the news because I wanted to tie in here, but it was announced this week that there will be a season three of Legion. I had every expectation that there would be, but uh, it's nice to get the official announcement. I know Amy, not David's sister, Amy Cassandra Martinez, is, uh, you know, a little complacent towards that. I'm going to give it a try. Do you think you would like this show better if you could binge it instead of having to wait? No. Heck no. You think that would be worse? Yeah, because I had to do that for the first season. Oh, that's right, you did. It's just like, ah, cannot compute too much. It's it's a little bit of sensory overload. But it's so pretty. It's It's very gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Uh, I did like when Carrie was talking to Melanie and was just like, yeah, so what? Like, just her, like, answer yeah. for what's everything. What's the problem? Yeah, what's the... So, I just... Uh, I thought that was actually uh, one of the more entertaining moments yes. in the show. Anyway, She's we've not got, there for that pity party. We've got two more episodes of Legion. So next Ooh, week, we won't be talking about the finale. 
We'll be talking about the penultimate episode, which is a fancy way to say uh, the episode before the end. But next week, we will also be talking about the premiere of Cloak and Dagger. There will be... And it's a two-part premiere. So, Amy, you've seen the first four parts, and we'll talk yes, to you about that in a little bit. Uh, you don't have as many weeks to get a new episode now that I know. I didn't realize that they were showing the first two on mm-hmm. Thursday. On Freeform, uh, a channel that I have never set the DVR to record something on. Really? Yeah, they don't make a lot of shows for me, believe it or not. Although, you know, maybe during 25 Days of Christmas, I may have uh, recorded like a, uh, you know, uh, Ru- Rudolph's Shiny New uh, Year, probably. Rudolph, yeah. Rudolph, Frosty, Snowman. Yeah, Rudolph and Frosty. Rudolph and Frosty, man. There's some good stuff in there. But anyway, uh, so I wanted to take a couple of moments, though, and we'll talk a little bit about Cloak and Dagger. And uh, the first image that we need, uh, we can look at this one because uh, Anthony has been kind enough to bring it up. And it is indeed. Uh, that is from their four-issue miniseries. They had a few different series uh, over the years. And they actually did an interesting thing at one point in the late 80s where uh, both Cloak and & Dagger and Doctor Strange had their own standalone books. And they both sold kind of okay. So what they did is they canceled both of those books and they did something called Strange Tales. And it was half a story every month. Half a Doctor Strange, half a Cloak and Dagger. Hmm. Uh, and it was something that used to happen all the time in the 60s. And I don't think it, it it worked particularly well. There was a solo Avengers title that they did that with, too. But uh, I don't know. I always liked the characters. I thought it was just a really interesting concept. And we do indeed first meet them in uh, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number 64, which is from 1982, and as I said earlier at the top of the show, that does in fact mean that these characters have been around for a very long time. And I know that they've been on animated series and things uh, because that's probably the, like and you know not Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, but the uh, the 90s Spider-Man and maybe some of the more recent ones. I don't know, Anthony, if you've seen Cloak and Dagger on any of the animated shows. I was, I was trying to remember the one from the 90s. Like uh, like I can't I can't really remember them being in that one. Yeah, um, it's tough. It, it, it's tough to use the characters if you're going to really tell the story of them because it's sort of like they're they're tested on by this corporation uh, who have, they're, they're basically like synthetic heroin is tested on them, and then they sort of retcon their backstory that they were mutants, and that's why they were able to survive the testing, whereas no one else did, and they ended up with these powers. But uh, we'll talk very briefly about how they meet in the comics, and uh, then we'll spend some time talking about the show itself. But uh, basically, uh, Tyrone Johnson is Cloak, and he runs away from home. And when he does, he ends up in New York City. And he, as soon as he arrives at the Port Authority bus terminal, he sees a rich girl, Tandy Bowen, who is Dagger, who also ran away. And he's thinking, like, well, if I just steal this rich girl's purse, I'll probably get some money. And then somebody else tries to rob her and steal her purse. And then, good guy that he is, he stops them, and they end up being friends. And then it's kind of awkward to rob your friend. I, I don't know. I would say, <laughs> but uh, anyway, they get uh, they get kidnapped, and that's where the testing starts. And they end up as cloak and dagger. Now, in the weeks ahead, we'll talk sort of about how the powers work because I'm not quite sure how they're going to work on the show. But the coolest thing about cloak's cloak to this sort of other realm, 
for lack of a better term in there, is that the thing that he would do a lot of time is he would just sort of open the cloak and anybody who's shooting a gun, well, the bullets would go in there and not hit him. And it was a way to just sort of, you know, keep people safe from the bullets. Uh, anyway, uh, we can we can talk a little bit more about them in terms of comic books, but because Amy has seen four episodes of the TV show, I'd like to let you talk a little bit about what you your expectation was going into it, what you like about it, and obviously not spoilery, but uh, what do you think works best about the show? And the fact that you've seen four of them, so you're going right. to know more than even those of us who watch for the first time on Thursday. Going in to, to seeing the first four episodes, especially them being on Freeform, I was a little hesitant that it would be a little too cheesy or not mature. You know, like I'm not expecting it to be, I wasn't expecting it to be some fancy Netflix kind of a thing. You know, I don't need it to be super serious, but I wanted it to be good. Um, and then also, I mean, these are, I, I don't, wasn't really familiar with these two actors. And so, okay, let me make sure I get their names. It's Olivia Holt and Aubrey Joseph. And um, Olivia plays Dagger and Aubrey plays Cloak. And, yeah, after watching the first four episodes, I think they did a really good job. It was really... I I saw them the day before I spoke with them, and I was really, really into it, really involved. The way that it looks, it looks expensive. (laughs) So it does not look cheap at all. And um, they do such a good job that they don't... They work really well together, um, seeing Aubrey and Olivia, uh, you know, like interact in real life, really, I feel helped their performance as Cloak and Dagger. Aww, so, like <laughs> there's a picture that um, Anthony's going to be showing us. But yeah, like they're they're really good together. All of the characters, the way that they're introducing them in the first four episodes, they do a good job where they don't all just like throw them at you and you're kind of overwhelmed. The first episode, especially, I would say, they they really set a nice base for everyone. And, um, yeah, I, I think that people should give it a try because it's not your typical Marvel TV show. I think it's, it's good, honestly, for all ages. And I think younger audiences will definitely appreciate this. And I think that even, like, you know... Us older people that are. Why'd not... you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I did not. I looked. Ha- I saw her there. look at me. I looked um, at myself. What are you guys talking about? Well, uh, a couple things. One, Sarger says, well, uh, kind of comparing Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Would you say they're similar all age vibe? Because Runaways was kind of all ages as well. I mean, I haven't seen Runaways, but I. Well, oh, was... that's right. You weren't here yet. I uh, forgot. Yeah. I wasn't here. yeah. Um, I was well, watching everything, but what I've seen from Runaways, it feels like it's a little Some bit younger. I think you would oh, like you Runaways, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I've heard. And now that we're in the summer, there's a lot less Marvel shows, although, yes. you know, Luke Cage oh, yeah. season two is coming soon. So. Uh, well, Black Magic 99 agrees, or is happy about your comment, because good to know, because I'm really hesitant about this show. Um, also, rewind just a hair. Quite a few people in the chat, thank you very much for pointing out that um, the... Cloak and Dagger were in Spider-Man animated series on the Disney 
uh, XD show. So it's that one, not the 90s one. Not I, the 90s one. I knew that one. I'd seen them. I'd come across Ultimate them. Ultimate Spider-Man. That's the one. I was about to say, I haven't, I haven't finished the whole yes. series. Thank so. you very much for the chat. Thank you. That's cool, though. Yeah, no, Ultimate Spider-Man had a lot of characters. Yeah. There's, there's a couple episodes with all of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the ones from the movie. So, yeah, the Ultimate Spider-Man actually had, I don't know, and, like, Nova was one of his best friends, I think. Oh, on yeah, that. So he, the... Uh, in the first like two seasons, his core team is Power Man, Nova, White Tiger, uh, Dan- uh, Danny Rand. Iron there, Fist, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and I believe that's all of them. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it's uh, I don't know. And there's a different one now that I think is just called Disney Spider Man. But anyway, uh, well, thank you for all of that uh, insight. And what were you going to say about a couple Cl- couple little things? Uh, one, it is also not set in New York. Um, if Interesting. You do digging, some digging, you'll find out where it is. But I'm oh yeah, I know, you. I know where it's. Is at. it a nondescript city? Or? No, no, it, it is, is supposed to be something. It is okay, cool. And I think it's Gotham City. <laughs> so weird. No, it uh, it really adds, I think, to the storyline, and it goes to a place that we're not really familiar with as Marvel okay. fans. And I think I that'll it. also help them not have to worry about. You know, because they're basically standalone on Freeform all by itself, which, yes, right. Freeform is part of ABC, part of Disney, all that. You're not going to run into anybody else. And if you're where they are, which we'll see, I think, in the premiere, because I know where they yes. are because I read it. And uh, I think that'll, that'll work. Oh, I see in the chat, too. <laughs> That's all right. People nice. in the chat can spoil things. Well, they uh, said it's on the trailer. I Now, I had a, okay. an interesting character thing that I'm wondering, and this isn't really a spoiler, but... Uh, Tyrone, before his cloak, has a really bad stutter, which I think is sort of an interesting thing. Uh, he is that something that you see in the show? I feel like it's probably not. But uh, when he's not cloak, he's uh, very just sort of shy and withdrawn, and he, he ends up having a stutter. So he is shy and withdrawn. I don't. Honestly, I can't remember if he well, does. Well, there you go. So uh, if so if he did, then... If he uh, did, it's not super obvious. And I know Zayas Bilu was worried about the show being too cheesy. And no, yeah. because it... No. I would remember if it was like, yeah, really I mean, cheesy and it's When not. I first heard about it, and when we did our first episode of the show back in September, this you know, we knew that this was going to come out. And it was one of those ones where it's like, look, I'm going to watch it. But for Freeform, I would have to admit to being very nervous yeah. that they're not making – I mean, look, Freeform doesn't make shows for me. That's they made fine. Dead of Summer, and that was actually a really cool horror show. See, I don't even know that show. but uh, uh, We had an after show here for that one. For that show? Yeah, for that Look one. Look at that. That was a while ago. But that one was like teen horror summer camp slasher that was actually really good. Wow. that I mean, that sounds good. That sounds like something that you'd like, Anthony. Did you watch Dead of Summer? Uh, no, it's the first time I've heard about this. <gasps> really? That sounds I'm like not, your kind of show. I'm not a uh, freeform uh well, the, the advertisement Seriously? was like the um, like a tire rope swing, but it only had legs dangling out, no body. Because then you're like, wait, is it slasher? Are there ghosts? Is it haunted? And they kind of explore all those things, which is just very rewarding. Uh, also, you know, talking about not being freeform kind of people or not, I just read earlier this week that the episodes of Cloak and Dagger, I don't know what the turnover is. They'll end up on Hulu. I don't know if it's like a week later. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's in time to do Mm -hmm. the show on Sunday night, Carrie, but (laughs) sometimes it can be the day after. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, but I don't know if, if they're going to give Freeform like a week to rerun them or whatever. So, uh, keep tabs on that, but uh, so that'll be good for for the unplugged of you out there who don't, you know, the the un 
what do you call that when you cut the cord? That's so, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Over the there top. We go. Well, Zaya said Dead of Summer was like Scream on MTV mixed with American Horror Story on FX type of feel. Kinda. Uh, well, yell, uh, yell in the chat says he doesn't have a stutter in the show. By the way, there you go. Uh, Thank you, yeah. And that's a great transition. Uh, and Amy, I'm going to let you set this up because you're the one who sent it to me. Yes, uh, we is have true. we have some on the scene reporting from Yell. So uh, make sure that you accurately set this up. Oh, no pressure, right? So yes, Yell got the chance to speak with them. Um, this is a bunch of characters from the show. Some you'll recognize, some you won't yet. Um, but yeah, she got to talk to them, and this is just its a small little clip of a bunch of questions and cool. answers and fun stuff. As far as hopes go, there's so many hopes that I want for not just me, but I think for this world. And I think some of the things that we're discussing in, in our show is is hitting all of those points and um yeah i hope people are moved by it not just entertained but moved and impacted and inspired you know i, I feel like if, if if i'm using it to help other people you know uh, cause I, I feel like what's happening the tragedy that the the, the the trauma that this family's been through um is playing out today in the media you see so many things happening and, and people uh, uh you know you know, go in, in, in the media for a couple of days and then it'll be gone. But I think this humanizes these things and people can, can really get to know a family, get to know an African-American family, you know, see them go through this tra- uh, trauma and realize that this thing is going to affect them for the rest of their lives. You know, it's more than just a hashtag, you know, and it's more than just two days on television. Oh, well, that'll the tell you where they were. The magic of the city <laughs> is that it has, it has so many different looks to it, and at, one of the things that we try to do at Marvel Television is to make sure that the city becomes a character in the show. And, and for us, it doesn't look like any of the other shows that we're doing. I mean, New Orleans brought a flavor into itself in terms of not just the street life, but you know, whether it's down by the water or whether it is... You know, I, I mean, I, just the, the trailer park area that her mom lives in, like all of those things, as as Gina would say, feel authentic, and and that makes a difference as you're watching the show. Ta-da! Yay! Well, thanks, Yell, for sending mm-hmm. us that. Uh, it's great to uh, you know actually see the people and the people on camera, the people behind the scenes, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, got. I mean, I was already excited for the show, but it's uh, the fact that I've talked to Amy and a few other people who have seen a few of these episodes. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I think it's uh, going to be. It should be a fun one. And yeah, if it's now we know that it's set in New Orleans, we will actually mention it. Yes. The uh, the fact that yeah, I mean, because look, cool the, the Netflix shows are very much in New York. I oh, mean, yeah. they, New York is such a part of the show. So I like the idea that it's it's somewhere else. And you know, to some extent, I don't know if you'd agree, Carrie, but you really feel like obviously the Runaways is very clearly set in L.A. And I think that they worked with the different parts of the city, you know, throughout the course of the first season, at least. Oh yeah, uh, definitely Runaways is very Los Angeles, and I think they did a good job of capturing that. I'm just really excited to see this in New Orleans because I just recently went there that I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see how they film it because it's very, yeah. it does have a very distinct, yeah. unique feel and it's a very beautiful I'm a, city. I'm a big fan of New Orleans. I have uh, friends who live there I, you go every couple of years or so. So uh, it'll be great. Anyway, uh, so that will be this Thursday, I believe at 8 o'clock, Eastern and Pacific. 
Central, I guess, what, seven? See, I know these things. Uh, on Freeform. So, uh, and I, again, not clear when it's on Hulu. So if you're waiting for it on Hulu, make sure you know how many days after it airs it's going to take. So if you did cut the cord, find a friend with basic mm-hmm. cable and break into their house. No, yeah. watch it with them. Maybe, maybe, maybe buy them a Viewing pizza. Viewing party. Uh, anyway, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, now, the Cloak and Dagger that I'm familiar with are very much a part of the Marvel Universe. When they show up in Spider-Man, they're much like really hard-edged sort of vigilante types. And uh, over the years, when they ended up in their own title, the titles, plural, I think they had to kind of soften them a little bit. But, uh, you know, there, there's a, a book that they did where it was a team up with the team Power Pack, which we've mentioned on the show before, which is uh, two brothers, two sisters. They're all kids between five and 12. So, you know, and the New Mutants. Uh, it, there's a great New Mutant story with Cloak and Dagger where Cloak and Dagger end up without their powers and Sunspot and Wolfsbane uh, from the New Mutants end up with their powers. Uh, it's uh, hmm. part of the uh, Chris Claremont, Bill Sankiewicz run of New Mutants. It's right before Legion gets introduced, like I think a couple months before. Anyway, all well, stuff worth finding. And yes, let's uh, get some final thoughts from the chat. Yes, thank you very much, everybody in the chat. Chime in on this. Howling Wolf says Freeform usually puts episodes from their shows on Hulu the next day. Great. And then... Uh, Sardrew says probably the Friday morning, so either next day or something like that. And then Zayas um, Bilu also points out that probably some of the same sets or locations as True Blood and CW's originals. So yeah, I mean, there was a, there's been a lot of filming in New Orleans in mm-hmm. recent years, movies and television. Uh, I think that they lost the tax break, but you still get some shows filming there. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff there within the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, we'll talk a lot more about that next week. We'll talk about the penultimate episode of Legion. Uh, that'll be episode 10. We'll talk about that next week. And then uh, the week after, it'll be the Legion finale, a little bit more Cloak and Dagger. And then, like I said, before you know it, we are going to have Luke Cage Season 2. So there'll be a lot to talk about over the summer. So stay with us. Don't tune out just because you think there aren't as many shows. There's always, <laughs> there's always some Marvel show on TV. Let's see when we get to the point where there's nothing. I bet that it won't be for very long. Because before you know it, The Gifted will come back. Michael Shirley's favorite show. Uh, And speaking of Michael Shirley, because he was on the show last week, I did not give a gift to Amy because it was all about... It was all about Michael. Now it's awkward because last week I gave gifts to Michael and this week I'm giving them to Amy and I have nothing for Carrie and Carrie gave me a great (laughs) Star Trek uh, Captain Kirk with the Tribbles uh, Christmas ornament. So I'm going to have to get Carrie something soon. (laughs) But both Amy and Michael have been on my personal podcast, The Blackcast. So I think that I'm within my rights to just wait for you to be on the podcast. I know, right? I got to get on that. I have two things for you. First of all, Amy now has her very own Blackcast t-shirt. So please show that off to the camera. And uh, so that's what you get. And because, as we've talked about on the show, Amy's always doing her homework, doing all of her reading for some of the great stories of the Marvel Universe. This is (gasps) the Dark Phoenix saga. Yes, it's Uncanny X-Men's 129 through 137. What I have said on this show, the best story in comic books history, hands down. Maybe when you're done, you can share it with Carrie. And I yeah. think uh, that Anthony in the booth downloaded it and still hasn't read it. But, you know, if you want to borrow Amy's, you can ask her. I don't know if she'll let you. It's, it's up I'll to her. I'll charge you. But yeah. That's not- There'll be a rental <laughs> fee. I already have. Daily fee. But you haven't read it yet, is my point. I know. I'll get yeah. you. So, 
Anyway, so there you go. Well, happy birthday, and I didn't want to take away from Michael's uh, last show, so I uh, saved it for this week. He's going to watch this and be like, all I got was a t-shirt. Anyway, uh, so... But it was her birthday, so... That's true. It was your birthday. Anyway, and happy birthday again, because why not? Mm -hmm. Thank you. In any case... We uh, are out of time. We've gone over time once again. But uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. Some great feedback. And if you're watching the archive version, comment in the YouTube chat for all of the things that we talked about, Down especially below. those tattoo ideas. Oh, Down below. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Christian DMZ, Twitter and Instagram. Amy, where do people find you? On all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And Carrie? Yeah, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And uh, tune in Westworld. We have a special guest. We had Abernathy Lewis Hertham in the studio and got to pick his brain. And if you saw the episode, it's a wonderful and bad pun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds gross. And uh, as I mentioned, my personal podcast, Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. The most recent episode, we talked about Solo, Star Wars Story. And on Popcorn Talk, I was on Anatomy of a Movie, also talking about Solo, Star Wars Story. And in the booth, Anthony is at Tony B. Tony underscore. Maybe he's going to change it again. We were talking about that. Find out next week. But until then, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.